0: This is Sports Talk with Jock Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. It is a dark night in the NHL playoffs. Round two starts on Wednesday night. I can tell you if you're a Toronto Raptors fan, the Raptors win convincingly tonight, 118-93 over Milwaukee, so the Raptors take a 3-2 series lead. Blue Jays in action a little bit later on as they wrap up their series with the LA Angels. Uh, We're going to set up round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Preds and the Blues, the Ducks, the Oilers, the Rangers, the Sens, the Capitals, and the Penguins with our NHL insider, but before we do that... Let's bring Blair into the conversation. Hey, Blair, you're on the air with Craig Button.
1: Hey, Jock. Hey, Craig. Jacques hey, Blair. I'm very disappointed, Jacques. There's no, Jacques and the, the sportsnet girl there said that they don't give Ottawa a chance against the, the, the Rangers. Uh, I watched the series, uh, Craig, and I was just, obviously, being a sentence fan, I'm ecstatic. And I screamed bloody crazy when they scored that overtime goal on Sunday. Um, I was watching Carlson over the last few games. The guy plays on the power play. He plays on the penalty kill, plays on the five o five. He makes a lob pass and causes, gets the breakaway goal. I can't remember who scored the goal, but he does a lob pass, something that you'd play in tennis. And I, my, my thing is, that guy to me looks to—he's got to be, he's gotta be a lock. I know Burns is really good, but what is your opinion on Carlson winning the Norris this year? Well, Blair, I'm a voter, and I can tell you what. I voted for Eric Carlson as the winner. I, I don't think it's close. And, well, you know, what I, 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 well, I watched him do, Craig, like he, he takes the game over. Like he is, when, when, he, when, when he got hurt before the season ended, Craig, they almost didn't make the playoffs because they lost every damn game when he wasn't here. <laughs> Well, I can tell you this, Blair. And like I said, like I mean, Brett Burns had a fantastic year. Victor Hedman had a fantastic year. And when I dived in deeper into the numbers and deeper into everything, like I said, like and that's hard to say. I don't think it's close. I think that Eric Carlson is the best defenseman by 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 a significant margin. Do you know this actual puck on your stick? Eric Carlson has it 45 seconds on average per game more than any other player in the league. Wow. I that, isn't that. What? that isn't what is, dictating the game. And, and let me tell you this, too, Bear, one more thing. I also voted for him as one of the three finalists for the, for the Hart Trophy. Well, he is. And I'll, I'll let this go now. I don't know if he's as good, but he reminds me of Paul Coffey. Is that a crazy comparison? Well, I think that, uh, no, it's not crazy. I mean, you talked about somebody that generated significant points in in Paul Coffey. A friend of mine who uh, was following the series, covering the series very closely, Uh, he works uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he told me, and he's been around the game a lot of years, he told me that Carlson might be the closest guy he's ever seen to Bobby Orr Mm. with respect to controlling the game, the pace, the speed, and the tempo. That's what I've heard too. Hey, great comments, Craig. I agree, one hundred percent. Jacques, I love your show. I'll keep listening.
0: All right, Blair, I appreciate that. And uh, Craig, for Blair, we may as well start right there. The Senators. Not many people giving the Senators a chance against the New York
1: Rangers. How do you see that series? I think you have to give them a chance. First of all, I mean, people say, "Oh, their goal differential." They lived on the margin all year long. They they play tight. Uh, Craig Anderson's been good. Eric Carlson is, 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 a, is a really big, big player for them. Here's what I think right now. I love the, range, the way the Rangers are playing, too. I think this series has seven games written all over it. Mm. Right now, though, I think one of the big factors for the Ottawa Senators is Bobby Ryan bobby ryan has after a, after a season that was completely subpar for bobby ryan standards uh i think that bobby ryan has, has found his goal scoring touch then you got the uh you know the clark MacArthur story he's back contributing so ostensibly they've added two players now that are adding some offense to their group i got seven games i i think it's a toss-up ottawa has the home game so I'm going to go with Ottawa in seven.
0: Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because King Henrik, uh, uh, he wasn't great during the regular season, but he was very, very good against the Montreal Canadiens, wasn't he?
1: He better than Carey Price.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I
1: mean, like, you know, I, I'm, I, like, I think Carey Price is a fantastic goalie. I think Carey Price just year in, year out is the best goalie in the, in the National Hockey League. But I didn't have him in the, in the top three goalies in the league this year. Is that right, eh? I had Holtby, Bobrovsky, and Cam Talbot up in Edmonton. Hmm. That, uh, that says something
0: right there, which is uh, very interesting. Let's move on. Uh, this is the series that I think most people wanted in the round of four, but here we get it in the round of eight. The Washington Capitals coming off a President's Trophy one more time, and lo and behold, they get the defending Stanley Cup champion, Sidney Crosby. Uh, this is probably the, the must-see TV in the first round. Uh, how do you see this one shaping up?
1: Caps winning in seven. I, I think what they just went through as really like will really help them and you know last year the penguins speed uh through their through their forward group really posed challenges for the washington capitals i think the toronto maple Leafs' uh speed and their forward group posed similar challenges for them this year but i thought as the series went on i think that the washington capitals Got, got comfortable, figured out how they, how they were going to manage it. They were in close games. Remember, the Washington Capitals won three consecutive games. They were down two games to one in that series. <laughs> and they won three consecutive games. I, I think that that really helps a team like Washington. And I think that, uh, again, the experiences of last year, I I like the I like the Washington Capitals. I think Kuznetsov needed to raise his game uh this year and learn from last year's playoffs. I think he has. So I got the Caps in
0: seven. Yeah, no, I, I think this is going to be an excellent series as well. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it's, it's it's the year for the Caps, too. I, I, li- I like what Barry Trotz does. Um, Braden Holpe probably has to be a little bit better than he was against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I, I, I just seem that first round, you know, adversity sometimes is real good for a team. You have a little bit of adversity in the first round. And I would say Toronto gave them a little bit of adversity. I, I think it just brings that team together. So I'll, I'll be very surprised if the Washington Capitals uh, lose this one as well.
1: And, Jock, I couldn't say it any better. I think the adversity angle is good. You nailed it, too, about Holtby. But one of the things about the Pittsburgh Penguins, they give up a lot of shots. I mean, they have a really good offensive group. But, you know, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets were able to... To dictate some some really good play there, and you know I agree with John Tortorella. It wasn't a four-one series. I mean I know what it says in the in the on the official record, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a four-one series. And I think that the Washington Capitals can can do similar things. So that's why I got them going through.
0: Okay, let's move to the West. And you've got the Nashville Predators who have upset the top team in the West, the Chicago Blackhawks, against the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, can Jake Allen do it again in round two? Because he certainly was the story in round one.
1: Geez, Pecorini only gave up three games. Well, that's a games. good point. That's a good point. He went point. On the road and had, to, he had to, he shut up the Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> the first two games at home. Well, wait yeah. a second, okay, you know? fair, okay, fair enough. You got no, me on okay, that one. Well, well, I mean, it's not that hey, Jake Allen did have a fantastic, make no mistake about it. Okay. He did. He, he really did. And really, you know, and, and, and one of the things that led to the change of coach in 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 St. Louis was their save percentage. The goal was awful. And so all of a sudden they make a coaching change and, Jake Allen and the goaltending got a lot better in St. Louis. And, you know, their team got better. And they ended up winning more games. And, again, you go to the playoffs, Jake Allen was very good. And, you know, you look at some games where they got, they got outplayed. I don't like the fact that the St. Louis Blues got overwhelmed in a few of those games against the Minnesota Wild. Mm. And and they're overwhelmed in a significant way, and I think Nashville can do it in in a similar fashion. So I have Nashville in six. Okay,
0: Nashville in six. And then we get to the game here in Calgary that, you know, Flames fans are going to be a little tough to watch because uh, it's tough to jump on the Oilers' Orange Crush bandwagon, although as a couple of our listeners have said tonight, you got to cheer for Alberta, you got to cheer for Canada, so go, Oilers. Uh, this is a tough one for Flames fans. You got the Ducks and the Oilers. We saw what the Ducks did to the Calgary Flames. Can they do the same thing to the Oilers? Or do you think the Oilers have a chance?
1: Okay, let me stop. I, I got to go back to something. Okay? <laughs> In 2004, I heard all about you got to root for Canada's team. There's no Oilers fans that rooted for the Flames, and 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 no one. And, and if anyone, does, please identify yourself if you're an Oilers fan that rooted for the Flames. Yeah, they fair go enough. Clean 06. When the when the Oilers went to the Stanley Cup final, right? No Flames fans rooted for the Oilers. Trust me. No, <laughs> Flames, like if you're you're not rooting for the Oilers, if the Oilers fans aren't rooting for the Flames. Give me a break. Well okay. said. Well There's said. No way that a Flames fan is hoping that it's not about Canada. You hate the Oilers and the Oilers hate the Flames. I got the I got the ducks in six. I think that the big key here, two big keys. We saw that. Uh, Anaheim on the power play was able to take the advantage and a significant point in the game. Edmonton really has to improve their discipline. They, they, you know they were they, they gave up a lot of power plays against the San Jose Sharks. This this Ducks team is pretty good. Mm. The other matchup I'm looking at, you know, Getzlaf Kessler. McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins has to be a real key here for the Warriors to, to win this series, because whoever he gets, I'm not worried about McDavid in, in, in any way, shape or form, but Ryan Nugent Hopkins has to find a way. And, and again, I'm gonna use the Daryl Sutter. You don't have to be better than the other guy, but he can't be better than you. And I think that puts uh, a, a real onus on Ryan Nugent Hopkins to to be real important and real good Uh,
0: in this series. Mm. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I had Lisa McGregor from Global on earlier, and I had the Preds and the Ducks and the Rangers and the Caps, so you and I are pretty close, except for one, uh, where you think the Sens uh, might take out the New York Rangers. Uh, but but I'll say this about Anaheim. I, I this is my, my feeling. I think the break was really good for them because you know Cam Fowler was banged up. Hampus Lindholm is still banged up a little bit. Sammy Vatinen was banged up. You know we talked about that defense. Um, I, I, I think if they're a healthier team, uh, they're they that they're going to roll over the Edmonton Oilers as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, the Oilers are, you know what, Cam Talbot's a pretty good goalie, and mm-hmm. that team has found a way, and I love what, you know, you think about Connor McDavid. Oh, he's the best about, player, yeah. But forget about the play of Connor McDavid, but I loved, after game four, seven nothing. he goes, what, you get two wins for winning 7 nothing? it's one game, we weren't very good, we're moving on. I "Well, it. It's true. That is, an, that is an understanding and a defiance that I think you need in the playoffs. Yeah. It's it's an understanding of like it was one game, and it's a defiance to say it's not going to happen a second time. This young man, I mean, it's going to be scary to think when he hits his prime because he's not even close to his prime yet. And when he does, watch out.
0: Yeah, watch out. Well, you, you speak of young players, and I, I go back to the game last night. Uh, the goal that Austin Matthews scored, yeah, it was a little bit of a lucky break off a of stanchion, off a of, off of, you know the the whole. In the uh, in in the boards uh, for the TV camera, whatever it was, but the way he put that on his stick and went top shelf with it, that was uh, that was a highlight for me.
1: Yeah, okay, so so the lucky break was how he got the puck his right. stick, but there was nothing lucky about how he once the puck was on. Oh stick, no, what he no. <laughs> I mean, hey, I know this, jock and I'll be real quick here, right? I've watched Austin Matthews for a long time. I've watched Patrick, and I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I've had this, I had this question last year. You sure the Leafs shouldn't take Linea? And this is Toronto fans. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Oh, really? Oh, look at that! Like early in the year, like would you trade Linea? I mean, Patrick Linea is a really good player. Okay, I, I think he's going to be in uh, like a full blown star in this league for a lot of years to come. Okay, he's not as good as Austin Matthews. No, Austin Matthews is a complete elite scatterman, And let me tell you this. 40 goals this year. He outscored line a four goals in the playoffs. And all I know is this, that, that, that when you continue forward and you think about what awesome, Matt, how he controls the game, dominates the game. I had one of my colleagues, Steve Dryden say to me, he goes that McDavid is a freak of, is a force of nature. And Matters is a force of will. And, you know, just the, the way they want to make a difference in the game. And the other thing, too, there was Toronto Maple Leafs fans a few years ago that wanted Hennepin over Marner. You know what I say? Don't listen to the fans when it comes to player evaluation.
0: Yeah, you've said that a number of times. Craig, <laughs> we're out of
1: time. Thanks for your time.
0: Uh, get some sleep, and we'll do it again on Thursday. Okay, Jock, have All a great right. night. You betcha. Craig Button, our NHL insider. Do we have time for this? Ah, uh, yes. My Who's been shit. bad in the world of sports? Sports Talk with Jock gives you the sports geek of the day.
1: Bad boys, uh oh, yes,
0: I didn't give myself a lot of time for the Sports Geek of the Day. I look at the weird, the wacky, the fun, just the plain stupid in the world of sports. So I'll get right to it. How about former tennis star and Hall of Famer Ili Nastasi? This guy is just nasty. The captain of Romania's Fed Cup team has been suspended for being a sexist and a racist. He made some terrible comments over the weekend, so bad and so tasteless. I'm not even going to repeat them. If you want to see them, go online and read about them. Anyway, the International Tennis Federation has started an investigation and has provisionally suspended Ili Nastassi from all events. And is the guy sorry for his actions? No, here's his statement. He says, I don't regret it. They can send me to prison if they want. I don't care. I don't need this BS. I'm 70 years old. I don't even get paid for being team captain. I don't give a bleep if they find me or don't let me sit in the captain's chair. Uh, There's our sports geek of the day. And that will do it on Sports Talk with Jock on a Monday night. Get ready for Charles Adler. Charles Adler tonight, up next on News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock, weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.